Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to Everyday Explorations, where we explore whatever's on my mind. I'm your host, Jen Zapla. Today, we welcome David, explore how he found his passion for hiking, and discover what a trail angel is. All right, welcome, David, to Hmm. my podcast, Everyday Explorations. Thank Hmm. you for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So I wanted to get started by asking you a couple of questions. And I think the first one is, do you have a vision or mission in your life? I do. My vision and mission is I'm a divorced man. I was married. I was with my ex-wife for 25 years and we got divorced six years ago. And I sat around for about four years doing nothing, literally just sitting in the house. So now I have my own life coach and I've experienced a lot of growth. So my vision is to help other divorced men live their life, just get them off the sofa, get them outside. And part of that is taking them hiking, camping, just get out and breathe fresh air. So that's my mission. So to help others. So you experienced this. Now it sounds like you started eventually you got yourself off the couch and you started hiking and getting outside and doing some other things. How did that happen for you? It was, um, I believe January or yeah, December 30, it was a new year's resolution. So it was uh, 2019 and I looked on meetup and I found a networking group and I went there and my goal was at the time I was finishing my MBA and with the MBA, you're learning about big business. And this uh, networking group was small business, like one in two people operations, um, sole proprietors. So I went to learn from them. And that really transformed my life because that was where I met my life coach. And then that whole group was is still, most of them are still my friends and supportive group. And we go hiking and camping together. And so that was just kind of, I fell into it and it's literally changed my life. Oh, that's awesome. So so you fall into this thing and it's, I think from some of our past conversations, it wasn't something that you initially thought you were going to like doing camping and hiking, right? Definitely not. It's, uh, I always thought uh, that's what hotels are for, but my life coach has a saying, if you don't want to, you have to. And I remember the first time we went camping and I was like, sounds horrible. No, I don't, I don't want to do that. It sounds horrible, but yeah. I ended up going and then falling in love with it. So. So if someone has never been camping or hiking, you would suggest they should give it a shot then? Yeah, but did also do it the way we did it. We, we did one of those family campsites where you pull up in your car and you park and you're right there. And that was a good start for me. But it was like that same night I was looking up at the mountains saying, you know, that's where I want to go. I knew immediately that camping was awesome, but I didn't want to be sitting on a campsite with families and swimming pools and bathrooms. So you literally went from like having the, the public restroom available and nearby to being like, I'm going to go hike up on this mountain. Come on. Are you serious? That's exactly. Because when we, where we were at, it's called Roan Mountain and it's at the base of um, Appalachian Trail. And so we went up hiking for a day hike and I was like, I'm on the Appalachian Trail. Wow. Like I, you know, it's like being somewhere cool. I had never been on it before. So I like, I, don't know, I fell in love with it. And I was like, this is where I want it. Cause along the trail, you can stop literally anywhere in camp. And uh, so that's what we started doing was hiking up the trail and just camping anywhere. So it was just like literally seeing that image, like the image of that mountain in the distance. That's what committed you to saying, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to work toward this goal. That's, that was it. Right. In fact, um, 
my group that I went with, there was probably like 10 of us that went up to the mountain the first time. And we camped up there. We only hiked up about three quarters of a mile because it was about a thousand foot um, elevation. And we were exhausted by a mile. And the first time I went hiking, um, my backpack, I believe was 59 pounds. Oh my God. That's yeah, a ridiculous amount. Of, it's like 35 pounds now. But So we got about less than a mile and that's where we camped. But then I saw mountains far, far away. I was like, that's where I want to go. I want to go, go even further. And my group's like, we don't want to do that. And I was like, well, I'm going to do it. And then I think two weeks later, I hiked out, uh, I think it was about eight miles out in the Appalachian Trail by myself. And uh, that's how it began. So I, I do a lot of solo hiking and camping because my friends don't want to hike that far. So that was like initially, so you, you were like, you went from never camping before to within two weeks being like, I'm going to go eight miles by myself backpacking. Yeah. That's like a pretty fast turnaround, I think. I don't it was, know. It was something that I think once I got into it, I was like, oh, now I know my friends didn't want to do this because it was physically exhausting. But once you're out there, you don't have any options, you either finish or, you, you know, you you have to finish. I mean, you can't call a cab or, you know, Uber or anything. You got to keep on hiking. And, and these mountains are a mile high. So we're over, you know, mile over sea level and they're going 4,000, 6,000 for So it's very strenuous, but it just became my thing. So, cause I and could do it. Yeah. Do you find that that gives you some sort of like purpose or like drive in your life doing the hiking and camping? And it does because it's something that most people can't do or don't want to do. Like all my friends are experienced hikers and campers, but they're like, you know, we'll do one or two miles. And uh, for me, it's just, I never realized I could do something like that. And I've done it so many times now that it's still exhausting. I mean, there's times where I almost cry, like, I don't know, you know, I beat myself, but why am I doing this again when I'm like exhausted? But it's something that uh, it kind of proves that you could do anything. You know, it's something I never thought I would do. And then the fact that I'm able to do it shows that I can do anything. Do you think that doing that physical challenge, it shows yourself that you can overcome things in your life? Is that what it is for you? That it emotionally shows you that? Right. Because it's uh, definitely because I just physically, I mean, I'm, I'm not a you know, trim fit guy. And the fact that I can do the same thing other guys are doing uh, is part of it. And then also, um, being able to make my own water because I have the filtration system, being able to make a fire, uh, just all those weird things that you do when you're camping um, just shows I can pretty much do anything. It's just part of that, that yeah. journey. So now you, you are learning these new skills and you're pushing yourself further and further and developing things. So what are your next goals? Well, February 26th, I think, 2020 is to hike the Appalachian Trail, 2,200 miles. Uh, be about four months. And I wanted to do it this year, but um, I was trying to get my company to sponsor me and they were, they were maybe. Um, but then when COVID hit, that was a definite no. So I'm going to try it again for next year, even if I have to take the time off of work myself, it's, it'll be four months, but I just, there's just something inside me that says you need to hike 2200 miles for some unknown reason. Time to do it. Out of my head. So yeah, you know, I, I understand what you mean. Sometimes you get these things in your life and they make no sense for you, maybe professionally or maybe in other roles of your life. And you just feel so driven to do that thing. And there's not necessarily an end goal or a reason why. It's just the curiosity and the, the development. And I guess just wondering if you can do it, right? 
right? And, and we're both Toastmasters and it's the same there. I never thought that I would be president of a club or being in speech contest or being Toastmaster of the day. And they're all just things I was like, wow, those people are awesome. But now that I'm, I'm doing it myself, it's, it's just unique how life turns out, I guess. I definitely can relate to that. I know in that role particularly, but in some other roles in my life, you see other people doing it and you think that looks so hard. And the first time you do it, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine yourself doing it. But at some point you get to a point where it's old hat, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't even think twice about it. And it's not hard for you at all. And other people, even when you're not expending very much effort, sometimes people are like, oh, you did such a great job. You're like, oh, <laughs> thanks. Of course I am. Yeah, you're phoning it in, but it was great to everyone else. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I mean, that happens, but obviously it's mm. more impactful when we put our put forth our best efforts. And it sounds like you're still pushing yourself in all of those realms, Toastmasters, hiking and whatnot. Yeah. So are there other, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just think all of those things combined. I, you know, I recently applied for um, a promotion at work as the director of my department, which would be about a three level jump. So, you know, I'm going from a field guy to the head of the department. And about a year and a half ago, when I found out that our manager was going to um, retire, I reached out to a few people that I thought would be good for the job. I was like, you know, well, I, I definitely can't do it. And I reached out and people are like, well, we don't really want to do it. And so now I'm like, I have that different attitude. I don't know if it's through Toastmasters or hiking or coaching or all of them combined, but you know, I applied for the job and I think I'd be the best person for the job. So I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. It's still an open position, but it's just something a year and a half ago, I wasn't qualified, but now I am. And it's just a mindset. So. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I know what you mean. It does change the way you think about it. And maybe you don't necessarily get the job, but you never get the job if you don't apply, right? Right. It's always a no unless you ask. Yeah. Exactly. And then having other people understand that you're thinking that way about yourself makes them change their considerations as well in the way that they think about you. Like all those shifts start to happen when you treat yourself with more respect, other people are going to treat you with more respect. Right. Exactly. So that's exciting. Well, good luck. We'll see. I'll be up in Lansing, Michigan if I get it. So I'll be close oh, to you guys. <laughs> yeah, you can come visit. <laughs> There's no mountains in Lansing, Michigan. So I don't know kind of like it here in North Carolina. There aren't really any mountains in Buffalo either. No, <laughs> just no. that one big waterfall. That's about it. Yeah, but yeah, you can hike down there. There's some hiking here. So if you ever make your way up to Buffalo, we have the Western New York Hiking Challenge. It's pretty big up here. I think you'd enjoy it. That sounds good. I've also found through hiking camp, I don't know if a lot of people know what a trail angel is. The trail angels are people that help the through hikers. Um, they, some people live near them and near the trail and they'll let them sleep over and stuff happen to stay in a hostel, they'll give them water. And we do that um, where I go hiking, camping, there's a lot of through hikers. And we uh, always take out snacks or toilet paper, um, a couple of weeks ago, we went, we met a ton of them because it's the season where we're at, where they're coming through. And we had s'mores and sparklers and yeah. snacks and honey sticks. And uh, we had a really good time. I even had a portable um, cornhole thing so they can have games to play with. Because once you're on the trail, you're like, you know, you're not eating very well. You're not having fun. You're not getting snack. You're not drinking Coca-Cola. You're not doing anything. You're just water and freeze-dried food so they like trail angels and uh, those are just people that help out along the way so. 
Yeah, I mean, I I imagine that they must be incredibly grateful for a trail angel because all of the conditions you described sound slightly mm -hmm. horrific to me. <laughs> yeah. But it's, do you have any really good stories about someone that you've you know rescued with your amazing s'mores or <laughs> someone that you've met? The place I go most is called uh, Yellow Mountain Gap, and it's on the North Carolina-Virginia border uh, up in Roan Mountain. And there is a place, um, it's Big Red Barn, and it used to be a shelter for hikers, but it's under renovations now. But I was there about a month ago, and this old guy came up, and he was through hiking, and he was taking pictures of the barn, and he said, he was telling me the story that a year before he and his younger daughter, I think, you know, she's probably like 20, they were through hiking together. And then when they got to that red barn, which I think is about 300 miles from the start of um, the Appalachian Trail in Georgia, she met a boy and they met there at the barn and he was a through hiker too. So the three of them started hiking together and about a hundred miles, the daughter told dad, you know, can you go home basically? Oh no. So she's still with the guy. So her dad is hiking this year and they both completed it. Um, so this year was the dad's turn. So he wanted to get a picture of the barn for them since they're together. And so he's through hiking by himself. But I was like, that's kind of sad, but I don't know, it seems kind of cool that he's like, oh, I'll do it my own. Yeah, he got, he, she, she ditched him. What kind of daughter is that? And she ditched her daughter, yeah. Her yeah. dad, yeah. That's awesome. It's funny, it is funny. I don't know, I mean, I can relate. I would be like, dad, get out of here. Yeah. Drink your dream person on the trail, but I don't know, all kind of dirty and smelly. I don't. I mean, you know what though? That is another thing. If you can handle each other dirty and smelly, and at your your absolute crankiest, worst, messiest self, maybe that's a good thing. Exactly. So, and where have you been? Have you been hiking, camping, trekking around the world? I do a lot of trekking around the world. I wouldn't say that I'm such an avid hiker as you. I like hiking, but most of my hikes tend to be short. If I get in eight miles, that's that's a big hike for me. I don't really do a lot of the overnights and the camping. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I'll go camping, but it's the car camping that you were describing first, not the backpacking camping. I, I don't do that. But I am planning a trip coming up to Yellowstone. So I don't know if you've ever been there before. All right, well, I'm looking for some suggestions for hiking. But grizzly I'll... bear. That's all I know. We don't have grizzly bears on the East Coast. We have black bears that are scared of us. That's why West Coast, I don't really have an interest in because of grizzly bears. I'm a little bit nervous about the bears as well, but I don't know. Maybe I'll get some bear spray or something. I'll figure it out. Okay. There's only 40 bear attacks a year. I already Googled it. Yeah. It's less than shark attacks. You're more likely to get attacked by a shark. Well, there's zero bear attacks on the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> I looked it up, in fact. Uh, Did you really? Well, I looked up um, like deaths, like how many people get hurt. And the last time somebody got hurt was like five or six years ago by some crazy guy with a machete. But as far as animal attacks go, no, that's not a thing on the Appalachian Trail. No. Okay, crazy guy with a machete might be grizzly bear. I, I'm less <laughs> afraid of a grizzly. I don't know, that might not be true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's really no animal attacks on the App Trail. But yeah, grizzly, you said 40? Yeah, it was it was something pretty low. I think there's unless any, you're one of the 40 people. I think you're more likely to be attacked by a shark though. I wouldn't want to be attacked by either. I don't want you know truthfully no I don't shark want to attacks and those no grizzly attacks on the app trail. I can guarantee that. 
I don't want to be attacked by anything. It's true. But I think you're probably more likely to be attacked by a person in your home, you know? Exactly. So hopefully we'll, we'll do well there. One of the other things I've been talking about doing, and I'm, I'm hoping this happens, I am tentatively planning this for the moment unless something comes up. Have you ever heard of cliff camping? Yeah, I think I've seen where they're off the side of the mountain. There's, yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh yeah. Like, you gotta get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. I don't, that's not me. Really? You're gonna hike eight miles and like dig a hole in the woods, but you wouldn't camp on the side of a cliff? Because it could snap, it could break, anything could happen. A crazy guy with machete could- Cut your- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he would get up there to cut off your wires. Okay. I don't know. That's what, something you're interested in. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like the idea of adventure. I think more than the idea of physically pushing myself to the limit. Take me there, and then I'll do the adventure. But I don't want to hike there. Yeah, I get that. That's interesting. I wonder what that says about us as people. Like what makes you more interested in physically pushing yourself to the limit? Mm -hmm. And me want to take an adventure that's death defying that I wouldn't want to do, but it's like skydiving. I have no interest in that. Is that something you're interested in? I've been. Huh. Yeah, no interest in that. For me though. You could die. I'm, I'm not a serial skydiver. A lot of people are like, oh, once you do it, you always have to do it again. I, I did go one Either time. Either I'm going to plummet to my death or I'm going to break an ankle or a leg landing. That's my tooth. And I'm like, why, why, why bother? So. I went probably like six years ago and I made my mom come with me. Oh. <laughs> She's also afraid of heights. That's not good. She came. Yeah. She did it. Yeah, she did it. Okay. Great. She was, she was happy that she did it. She had fun. I think she was glad she went. She never would have thought of doing it or considered doing it if I hadn't pushed her to, no. uh, but I, I don't think she regrets going at all. That's good. So you should consider it again. Maybe you'd like it. Uh -huh. Maybe it'll be like that mountain. You're like, I don't want to do this. And then you get out there and you're like, yeah, I'm glad I did it. That was awesome. Now I want to do it again. Only if my life coach told me I have to do it. So I don't tell her. I learned, like, tell her, I don't want to do this. And she's like, well, we're going to do it. You got to do it. We've jumped off of cliffs into uh, water before. I think it was like a 40-foot cliff jump that it was right next to the waterfalls. It was freezing. And we're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And like, Okay, now we have to do it. So we did Cause it. Because you said it. I think I'm going to send this podcast to her. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couple other things that were in the back of my head that uh, I was going to tell her. I was like, no, nah, there's a couple of, but she's already been skydiving. I know that. So. Okay. So she's not going to make you do that? Hopefully not. No. So. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining Good night. me. Thanks for listening today. I did some fact-checking after our episode today, and as it turns out, if you're looking for advice on bears, don't ask David or I. Bears are dangerous animals. However, I was incorrect. You are not more likely to be attacked by a shark. You are, however, more likely to die from being bitten by a mosquito. Separately, bears do occasionally occur on the AT, and a few people have had unfortunate encounters with them in the past. I hope you enjoyed listening today. Tune in next time to find out what's on my mind.